It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 230 of Geek Soul Brother and the Nerdy Vems. I'm Geek Soul Brother, and this episode was all about comics, games, and anime. It's an inaugural episode that uh, The Private and the rest of the Nerdy Vems put together. Private, Toby Wan, uh, Lord Dalek, M-Dog, JD joined the call, and um, they called it, uh, they, they came up with the interesting name, Kami game ani kami game ani uh comics games and anime of course and um uh they were supposed to talk about all of that but they had special guests on the call eric dean seaton was gracious enough to join the show and um if you guys uh, uh are unfamiliar uh mr seaton writer director tv director writer um, uh, is also a creator of his own comic called Legend of the Montemagi. And with that, he recently, uh, debuted a short film of the same name, uh, Legend of the Montemagi. Uh, you can get, uh, volumes one, two, and three on Amazon or at Comixology. As a matter of fact, I think, um, I don't know, it might be over, but uh, there, there was a uh, half-price special or something. There was a special sale on it. might be over at Comixology, but you can check it out. Hey, uh, find us on iTunes and Stitcher, and um, don't forget to rate the show. If you, if you really appreciate it, give us five stars. We really like that. Subscribe to the show. Leave us some comments. That's awesome. Also, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Google+. Just look for me, Geek Soul Brother, or you can look for Five Nerdy Venoms. That's F-I-V-E Nerdy Venoms. And um, definitely go to our site, geeksoulbrother.com. You can find news, reviews, and trailers. And, of course, you can find that donate button. That's that no hate button. A uh, little bit of change in the change jar always helps the show. Keeps us uh, keeps us up and running. And also, if you have any questions or comments, email us at geeksoulbrother at gmail.com or any questions for Nerdy Venoms, uh, five Nerdy Venoms, F-I-B, Nerdy Venoms at gmail.com. And just remember, there's language in the show. It's an adult show, so anybody under 18 suggested that they not listen to the show, you know. Parental discretion, but... Uh, yeah, don't let any of the little nerds get corrupted by our show. That's all I'm saying. So, other than that, I hope you guys enjoy it. Eric really gave a special interview, uh, just dropped some pearls of wisdom about the industry, about uh, creating a comic, about being a person of color, and uh, uh, doing things on his own and stuff like that. So, I hope you guys really enjoy it. And thank you to Bison for joining the call, uh, asking... Eric, a couple good questions, you know, really appreciate the feedback. I hope you guys really enjoy it. I'm uh, looking forward to some feedback from you. I, I hope you guys hit me up on Twitter. Let me know what you thought. And hit up Eric, Eric Dean Seaton on Twitter. Legend of the Montemagi. Take care. Talk to you all later. 
थी I like that Montemagia costume though. It's like remind giving me like a Mega Man vibe. I was thinking Exo Man War too. Well, the other thing I was like thinking it looks like Ron Simmons first costume when he Yo, started in WWE. M Dog, did you watch the the live action short? Oh, no, I did not. <laughs> I need to watch that. How like yeah, you should. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, are we ready to go? Uh, uh, say, yeah, just give the word. You look good on this end. Well, I've uh, got one more minute. Okay. Word is not to use porn <sighs> in any sentence. <sighs> wow. The word or anything <laughs> suggesting? <laughs> I right. can't believe that was a Canadian bestseller. <laughs> we can't believe a lot about We, about, we, we can't believe it. It is. There's proof. Okay. Oh, well, there's proof. Uh-huh. Yeah. Get on with that. Yeah, I know. Anyway, let's get let's get this ball rolling here. Okay, start. Do I countdown or no? No, because last time, like, remember what, what remember what Henry said? <laughs> no countdowns. <laughs> All right, I'll just hit the okay. I have to applaud you for that choice, by the way. <laughs> I really do. I, 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 I asked you to come up with something that would make us, you know, and there we go. Uh, I applaud you. I, even Geek Soul Brother, who is in the chat right now, is applauding you, by the way. <laughs> I am surprised you people even recognize that. It's like. It's no, I did one. I did once. It got to the lyrics. It took me a minute. Yeah, yeah the lyrics yeah. did hit. Like, no, oh. it's fine. It's fine. Anyway, it's that Thursday of the month, people. Welcome to Comigam to to the Comigam Ami Show, our first ever. Yay! 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 Okay, you can be a little more. You can be a little more enthusiastic about this, people. Right. Huh? Seriously. Yay. Hey. Oh, that uh, is like 100, man. Yeah, I know, 100. man. Anyway, I'm the private, and every month we are doing a special podcast to go over topics dealing with the realms of comic, video games, and anime. Feel free to join us during these shows or, or during our regular podcast every Tuesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, let me let me introduce you, my fellow agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., to Geek Soul Brothers, Nick Fury, the Five Dirty Venoms. Okay. Hello, okay. I'm here. Oh, uh, we yeah. have. Uh, I got time yes. to shoot. Time. Okay, uh, we have Toby. Of, we have Toby One Kenobi. Say hello, Toby. Rar. Uh, JD Vieira. JD. Rar. <laughs> M Dog. Rar. <laughs> and of course, our our cousin from Animation Revelation, Lord Dalek. Bah. <laughs> As you can tell, he is of different species. 
I'm we, expecting a rough, done. rough. Yes. Well, well, you know, we we've always known he was a different species, really. <laughs> uh, of course, like I said, this is our uh, inaugural show, and we have a fun show lined up, uh, new format, and everything. Uh, we've decided to mix it up a bit for a change. Why was <laughs> uh, we have e- Eric Dean Seaton uh, calling in uh, in a half hour to discuss this project, The Legend of Montemaggi. Um Of course, he's a television director who uh, has gotten into graphic novels and he even did a short film based off of the character. Also, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, we also have a new segment in which we unleash the full power of the unpredictable being known as Lord Dalek. That's scary. It is. It is. We are in completely new territory tonight, people. So please do, you know, please bear with us as we're working it all out and everything. Um, Before we tear into tonight's show, uh, I first want to take a couple moments to share our deepest sympathies to the family and friends of the victims in yesterday's senseless shooting in Virginia. Uh, Those who do not know, uh, two reporters were uh, shot at point-blank range by a former disgruntled reporter um, before he ended up uh, shooting himself, uh, being chased by police uh, throughout the day. So, Anything? People? <laughs> oh, I thought we were having like, a little moment of silence. I mean, as someone who has done photojournalism and know those who are journalists and things of that nature, I uh, Personally, I was, I was, it was shocking to me. It, it was, I was beside myself when I read the news yesterday and thought, my God, you know, what would drive someone to just go up and shoot someone in point blank range while filming himself like a first person shooter? Yeah. Obviously, he had issues, like well, serious, serious the, uh, mental issues. Well, obviously. I mean, seriously, if he pushed, you know, he went this far and, and did what he did. But, uh, you know, it's sad that uh, this happened and, you know, I, I you know, <laughs> people. Yeah, there's not much to say on that. It's, no, it's, it's, it's sad for the families. It's sad for the broadcasters yeah. out yeah. there. It's just it's it's an awful thing. And hopefully yeah. they will find some kind of reasoning to that it was mental illness or something that it wasn't just. Hate crime or something. Yeah. Well, I, you know, you know what they what they were talking about. It, you know, stuff is still coming in, of course, and we probably won't know the full extent until you know, till by Monday and everything. But you know, at the end of the day, it's two people killed. Yeah, we young. lost senselessly. Yeah. Very yeah. young people. Yeah. Exactly. So. Uh, our hearts go out to you know the friends and family of those two and and everyone who's worked with them and everything. So, uh, yeah, I, just to let you guys know, I wouldn't never, I, I wouldn't warn your, you know, if something happened to you guys, I would do the same. I wouldn't warn you. Aww, we get a warning. Well, except for M Dog, I don't. Know. <laughs> I expect an entire month of warning for me. <laughs> Best of clips. Best of weeping. Film. There is plenty essays. of essays. Yeah, well, there are <laughs> plenty of clips. There I want essays, damn it! I'm sure we could think of a one or two essays on you. Oh, essays. we can write. We can write a whole. 
we can write a whole psycho psychological uh, dysentery dysentery on on his behavior alone on this show. Yeah. So, so. Uh, so let's uh, give the people a little bit of what he can do. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Uh, around the table, uh, who's reading or playing or watching what? Uh, Dalek, we'll go with you first. Well, uh, yeah, a couple days ago, Mega Man Legacy Collection came out on on Steam, and I've been playing that. As you should. Cool. Yes. Uh, Toby, what about you? Um, I am still on Batman Arkham's Night. Really? Uh, yeah, because I'm actually going to the 100%. not skip straight to... YouTube and see that I'm I'm getting the ending on my own. It's some oh, okay. pet peeve the, in me. The the true the true the, the true ending that they that I've heard so much about. Yes, I am at ninety seven percent. Okay. Uh, JD. Oh, are we talking video games or comics? Anything. 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 Yeah, whatever you're up to. Yes. Oh goodness, I'm not up to anything. I'm I'm tweeting this. Let's let's leave JD out of it. <laughs> and if she tweets it, it becomes true. Yes. Oh, oh. Yeah, that, that's JD, a that's what? a that's She's a God given rule in social media. Don't you know that? If you say it, it happens. Don't yes. yes. Uh, this JD has the life, therefore she has no life from the perspective. Of <laughs> <laughs> I've been working too damn much to get actually get to see TV or read a comic book. It's oh, been, it sucks. It's okay. Uh, and you, M Dog. I've actually been going semi-retro. I've been playing the original Hotline Miami, uh, slowly but surely trying uh. to get my way through the dang gang, and I'm just getting uh, murderized by uh, one gang level that's just destroying me, and expletives are being hurled at the screen. And eventually I will beat them, and I will murder them senselessly. I, I have faith in you. Yes, I have definitely. Faith in you. I've heard if you try playing uh, wrong number, it's like the hardest. Le- the entire game is like the hardest levels of, of the first one, except even harder. That's <laughs> yeah, that's no, what I've heard too, and that. I have not gotten that. And uh, other game that like I'm probably going to buy as soon as I finish Hotline. There's a uh, new game, I believe it's on Steam. It's called uh, Party Hard. No, it's not about Andrew WK. Amazingly, uh... basically, you're a. Uh, you're a murderer at a party, and you have to discreetly kill all the party guests. Now, see, this tells a lot about you, seriously. <laughs> it's like entertain. It's basically like Deception. If Deception was a 1980s style, it's like in a 1980s stylized party video game. So it's like an 80s slasher movie with 80s styles yeah, graphics. Yeah, see, yes, they but they have that. It's called music. Clue. <laughs> it's called Clue. It's already out. Yeah, I'll uh, play it if they throw in some '80s music. I don't know why, but cool. things are just murder-heavy in video yeah. game land for me. Yeah, I, I, I could never tell. I, you know, I can't tell. I, you know, just how you act and everything. Uh, Toby, yo, yo. you have. Toby a, was you playing have... Batman Arkham, wasn't he? Yeah. No, I, no, I was about to say, you know, do you have a topic you wish to discuss? Before we go there, can we find out what Real Dalek was playing? Because I didn't hear it. Yeah, we ignored oh. him. <laughs> I, I said I said I was playing uh, the Mega Man um, yeah, Legacy uh, Collection. Yeah, he was the Legacy. first one. Yes, yeah. yes. It was yes. Mega Man? Legacy Mega Collection. Man. Yeah. The Legacy, Legacy. Collect- Collection. You, you have to jump on that, Katie. That's yeah. a Is it a good one? Oh. It's what? the first six... It's the first six games. For it's like, the... why are they only putting out the first six games? <laughs> well, it's because like, it's the one for the... 
because it's the NES ones. They make that makes sense as a cohesive. The NES ball. ones yeah. called eight, or did they stop? At six? I thought they went up to eight on the NES. No, no, uh, seven was on the NES. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, wow, I didn't on... even realize. I didn't realize any of them. I thought like they only did X on the SNES. <laughs> no, seven was on SNES. Eight was on PlayStation, and, and nine, nine was Wii. Nine and ten were Wii, but they look like like NES games, but they're not actually yeah. NES. Games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they even did slow down. <laughs> uh, well, for myself, I'm reading currently uh, Sex Criminals. Oh, I've heard good things like, about that. I have like a few issues from a humble bundle. No, it, it is hilarious. Uh, I haven't got too far into it. I got the first two volumes on the, the trades, but it is hilarious. Care to uh, explain the plot real quick to anyone not familiar with it, just based well, on the uh, name? It sounds kind of bad. <laughs> well, but... Sex Room is basically about this couple who hook up one night, and you know the, the girl has superpowers, but the only time that the superpowers come into being, which, by the way, is freezing time, is if she orgasms. And he's the, and he's the only one... That yeah, that she has slept with that doesn't get affected by the uh, freezing time powers that she has. So they go and decide to rob banks. Seems like a uh, really good robbery. use of that talent. No, it, absolutely. Right I thought, hey, that's a bank. Just yeah, right there. Just... No, she freezes it for like a couple hours, like a few hours. So they can just like walk across, you know, take their time, all that good stuff. <laughs> Exactly. Right across the street. And yes. the name of it again is it's Sex, Sex Criminals. criminals. Uh huh. <laughs> name. No yes. comment. Yes. Hey, it was one of the best books of last yeah. year. Okay? No, I mean Matt Fraction wrote it, and he did the uh, basically the most amazing Hawkeye series huh? ever. So, so criminals? So, are we yeah. surprised? No. 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 <laughs> So, Toby, is there anything you would like to talk about? Um, I mean, honestly, it was just, uh, just, just gaming, uh, games, basically. Um, I was going to throw out, uh, some go-getters, uh, that just dropped, which, um, Lord Dialect is actually playing one of them, which is Mega Man. Mega Man. So, for all you Mega Man fans out there, or for even people that haven't played a Mega Man game, y'all definitely need to go out and get this. It's... Mm. It's, they boosted up the graphics for HD, of course. Um, they didn't really throw anything new in it, so it's like playing the, the, the original, straight straight out the box. Um, nice. Yeah. And but they did throw a lot of um, archive stuff, image um, images, background stories, background stories on each and every other kick on of the characters that you play as or you play against, and. It's, it's a nice little package. Right. So I would, I would definitely say grab that. Um, what else was uh, did I go through? Um, Madden, the new one. 16. Oh God! Um, yeah, and just and, and by the way, and by the way, the Madden curse is still, you know, still. <laughs> oh, the curse is still going strong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, I'm throwing this one out, and and that's because because I know just saying the word Madden, people are like. Oh, wow. God, no, you're not getting me again. Nope, you got me with Madden 25, and then you got me with Madden 15, which were both the same games. You just changed the name and fooled me. Um, mm. But, no, in, in Madden 16, they actually went into the game. They they focused a lot on, on the passing game, which is a, it makes the game a lot more fun and and feel like you're in control of the, the quarterback and and the receiver, and it, it's it's really nice what they did. Um, 
So I would say if they looked into it, they changed it up a lot. Um, they added another game mode, which I myself isn't really interested in, but for fantasy football players, it's called um, Draft Champion Mode. Mm. And I think a lot of fantasy football players really like this mode. So, so I'm not going to say it's a full price game. You can wait for it or find it on sale, but it, mm. it is worth taking a look at. Cool. Um, another one that dropped was the Gears of War. Um, Did they release it? They, they put that out. I saw n- zero commercials for that. Yes, yes. Oh. It actually came out the 25th? Was it this week? Yeah. Um, yes, that is that is a go-getter. If you get it, you don't even have to buy it. If you can even borrow it from a friend and play it before December, yeah. I believe it is, you'll get all the other um, Gears of War for free. Yeah. Now, yeah. is this a Gears of War sequel, like an actual it's sequel, or is this like a... Oh, it's a remaster. Yeah, it's a remaster. Okay, that's why I didn't see too many. I thought it was like yeah. the next game in the series. No, I was about to say, no, I saw no, no. That hasn't been it. released yet, no. But again, Konami hasn't had like a single TV ad for The Phantom Pain, and that comes out in five days. Yes, so. yes. We'll be <laughs> yeah. talking about that. Okay. I will have that. Well, they're trying to, well that, that's a story unto itself, the way they've been trying to like yeah. cook, right yeah. up, put that whole soap opera with the undoing uh, of yeah. Konami as a company. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, Toby, you may want to look for uh, Eric. He's apparently waiting for us, so if you want to try and get him in. Uh, uh, while, while Toby's doing that, uh, let's... Uh, let's oh, wait. Ah, where is my list? Oh, well, can I plug something really quick to go along with the whole Mega Man Legacy thing? Yeah. Archie Comics has actually been putting out a Mega Man comic book series for a few years now. I have like a giant stack of trade collections that I've been slowly plugging through. It's a really fun book, actually. Um, they go through like the basic Mega Man stories. He still fights the uh, the robot masters and everything else, but they have like they've been slowly expanding into a larger storyline mm. and going through all the games. And then two years ago, they had a crossover actually with Sonic the Hedgehog of all things. Oh well, what do you expect? And yeah, it okay. actually got the book even more popular. So. They've been doing stuff left and right, and I believe it was this past year they actually did like this gigantic Sega crossover with Mega Man. So hmm. they've been doing That's it. Good. I'm a bit behind, like by like four volumes. So I need catching up to do. I'm like up to the Sega crossover in my stack. Cool. That's that's. It sounds okay. My, yeah. Well, actually, I did hear about the Mega Man one a while back, and it, it was it got some pretty decent reviews. Like it was like what last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I think I, I think they've wrapped it up, though, if I recall correctly. Or is it still going? No, it's still no, going, it's on. going on. There's been a There's few been Mega a few Man series, but like this is like one of the longer running ones. Like uh, years back, uh, Udon Studios, the people who do uh, all the art from Street Fighter, actually were putting out one, and it was brilliant. But it just up and died. Oh, hey, 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 Eric is hey. here. Hey, welcome aboard, Eric. You seen everyone? Can, can you guys hear me? Ah, yes. yes. And loud, and <laughs> loud and clear. Awesome. You might want to turn that down a bit. I don't know. Is it me? I'm loud? Yeah, just a little bit. Okay. Just a tiny bit. Yeah. How about that? That's Much better. Per- perfect. Okay. Perfect. Uh, welcome to the show, Eric Dean Seaton, everyone. Uh, of course, you, you probably talked to Toby already. Uh, you also have um, M-Dog. Hey, what's up? Uh, hey, uh, is this uh, a 
Am I supposed to get video? Is this video call or just phone? Just audio. Just audio. Okay. Well, we we haven't we haven't progressed enough to video yet, unfortunately. I'm not. You don't that, see these guys. Oh, on. yeah, we yeah, just yeah, got yeah, off Telegraph a few weeks right. ago. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's seriously. <laughs> food out my mouth. Oh, <laughs> I'm on video right now, right? Last year it was all about smoke signals. We're just progressing slowly. Along. Yeah, we're we're getting there. We're getting there. Yes, absolutely. Um, so. How you doing, Eric? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? All right, all right. Hanging in. Uh, now, I, I before we begin, I had a really personal question. Uh, yeah. Is, oh, wow. is LA is is LA traffic as bad as everyone says it is? It's worse. It's <laughs> like you can't even imagine it. And and when it's at its worst, if you want to really believe it, when it rains. <laughs> Oh, cause when are it y'all rains, not used to rain out there. I'm I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio, so we have <laughs> snow. When it rains, you would think it's like uh, two feet of snow. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. It's those people that just like the elements change, and then, like they just don't know how to drive anymore. It's like oh, I don't even. I actually don't think there's drains too. Like oh. cars hydroplane on a little bit of water. Like there's. I don't think it's. I really don't know what they were doing when they built this place. I don't really I don't think, think they, they were... do either. <laughs> I think I, they were I, more looking for gold than they were doing exactly. anything. Exactly. Like, it's like, oh, it rains. What do we do? Oh. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. Never. It's like, there's gold in those hills. Build a house right on the side of that mountain. It won't fall. <laughs> exactly. Well, the reason why oh. I asked is because I have a friend who lives, who used to live out there. In fact, he's going to move back out there. He's like, yeah, it's like it gets nuts, so... It's bizarre. I've never seen. There's no other way to describe it. No other. Way. <laughs> that has to be recorded. I won't have to see that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, so, uh, how's the how's the comic been doing? I, I I've seen it's been doing well. It's doing really well. It's really really exciting. Um, it's a lot of hard work because uh, when I got into this, you know, Marvel and DC, Batman, Superman, you know, hmm. Avengers. That's Americana. That's the world. That's what you think of. Um, there's a glass ceiling for independence, and breaking mm. through that glass ceiling uh, is hard. It's hard. It's hard. And and you always get – I finally really realized when people always would go, wow, this is really good for an independent. Wow, you, you <laughs> look, look good for an independent. Like no ever sentence, no matter what the sentence was, is it for an independent was always the last four words. It's, wow. it's like, so what do you exactly mean by that? <laughs> and, and finally after hearing it enough, I, I finally said – what does that mean? You know. You know you, <laughs> so so okay. now, do you take it in a good place? Like it's like, oh yeah, that's right. Or <laughs> oh no, I'm so determined to break through this ceiling. I don't know what to do. Like I am so like, I, it fires me up with it. Not in a bad way. It just gives me energy. Oh, it's good for me. I was like, okay, good. You know, right, good. I'm just another one. I'm gonna fix him. I'll show him. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna like, get that slow bitch. Let me tell I'm you. Gonna get him. <laughs> <laughs> You wait till it rain. Wait till it rain. No, I, I definitely noticed also uh, our sister at arms, uh, Jamie, over at Black Iron Nerds, is, uh, has been pushing you hard as well. Sweetest, uh, so sweet, so nice. Uh, and has she, I, I finally met her at Comic Con this year. She was walking. Uh, you look, she's serious. She was touring, touring. I am saying word wrong. She was all through. You know, we were in small press, and I look <laughs> up and I was like, that looks like the girl from Black Girl Nerds. And, Jamie, and then sure enough, she came up and she introduced herself. She really was like checking everything out. Like it was, she was oh, very yes, thorough. Yeah, yes, thorough. Much respect. Much respect. Oh yes, I, I mean, you know, a couple of us have been on her show, and yeah, she's very like <laughs> down down to the letter. That's it. This, this is what's going to be. Yep. Very thorough. Yep. Uh, before we continue, um, let's give the the audience a quick synopsis uh, as to what the series is about. Oh, uh, cool. 
Legend of Matamaji is a three-book graphic novel series, and it's a story of a shallow, conceited district attorney of New York uh, who finds out he's the last in a race called the Matamaji that used to protect us from the forces of evil. So he's the last possible person you would ever want to be hero, has to defend us against an evil sorcerer who's been resurrected in New York City and is posing as a religious leader. Mm. Oh, oh, they're here right now. Yeah, I know, I know right? <laughs> this is a true story. We have born from the headlines. <laughs> yep. We have uh, three books. All of them are over 200 pages. Um, they are uh, we're getting really good reviews. You can get them on Amazon digitally. Comicology has a 50% off deal right now. Um, Barnes and Noble, um, our website, and I sign each copy. And we have a live action short that we just that just came out. Uh, oh, through. definitely, I, I definitely want to get into that. Uh, yeah, uh, but um, now you're you have a very extensive resume directing television shows. That's I do. Lightly. Yes. <laughs> um, what inspired you to get into the realm of graphic novels? Um, well, growing up, my dad used to work out of town and he would come home on the weekend and he would take me to comic book shops. Uh, well, it was actually, it was actually like a coffee shop and they had comic books. And so I would sit in the car and read comic books all day. And I, I just loved growing up reading comic books. And I actually, the funny thing is I never say this part, but I actually, when I went to college, I stopped reading because I was like, oh, I have to be cool. You know, you can't read comic books. It's cool. And so I actually stopped reading for like four years. And, and I know it's sad, right? <laughs> and then when I moved, moved to California, I didn't know anybody, not a soul. Uh, mm-hmm. And I lived right down the street from a comic book shop. And so I got right back into them. And then graphic novels had taken off, so I got into graphic novels. And then finally, one of the first jobs I ever got was on a show called Living Single. It was a Fox sitcom yeah, well, with Queen, well, Queen Latifah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we know yeah, it well. I think we've all seen Oh, that. yeah. <laughs> and um, the director was married to the president of Marvel Comics at the time. And they bought Malibu Comics. So we, he, I used to, and they, we taped on a Tuesday night. It's like when you film the show. And he would come every Tuesday, and I would just drill him on everything comic books till the sun came up. And finally, I, I guess I was annoying enough. That he invited me to this company they just bought called Malibu Comics. Yeah, right. uh, I don't know if you remember yeah. that. And so me and my buddy went down there. We went, and this part is funny. We went down there in suits, and when we came down there. He was like, "Oh, I, I should have told you to direct casual because the last people that came in suits was us, and we bought the place." So everybody, uh, <laughs> uh, people started walking around like that. I got a tour of uh, there's that word again of how they make the comic books. And you know, it's funny. Like people always read comic books, you know, graphic novels. You never really see how they make them. It's an amazing process. You know, I mean, it's changed much now that you have the internet and all that, but then at the end of it, they asked me, did I want to write a Spider-Man Stop the Violence special? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did. And they published it and they paid me for it. And then Marvel went into bankruptcy, so I've never <laughs> seen it. <laughs> and um, I actually, I was at a comic book convention once and someone said they had it and I would offer him anything for it. And he said he would come back and he never did. So I, it's out there, and but I was hooked from that moment. I had to do my own, and uh, it just became my mission um, to do it. And it was ridiculous because I'm like, like literally directing all day, and I would do the comic book at night, and I do the comic book in the morning. And I mean, now that the books are out, it's still the same process. But yeah. I mean, this went on for six years. Six years it took because my thing was I wanted to make all three books first because I would go to comic cons and, and get like these different books, and then they would disappear. And wow. they get the end of the story. That happened with a lot of image books. Think about yes. how many image books. Oh, oh God, oh, yeah. God. So yeah. many. I have so many that started. Just boxes what? of them yes. started and never had an ending. Never had an ending. So I was determined to have an ending. So I did all – it took six years. I made all three books. And it, the weird thing is now you now everybody's talking about multiculturalness in comic books. 
think about this. I, I did, it took six years from when I started. There was none when I started. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still not that much, but everybody's talking about it now. Okay. But, yeah, we did the three books, and then we came out uh, in the last year and this year. And uh, it's been a fun ride, you know. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, how how did you how did you go about beginning the process? I mean, how how did you hook up with with uh, Brandon Palais? Palace it's, it's Palace. Yeah, Palace. I know this sorry. Here's the I, I am but, sorry, Brandon. No, no. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? For six years, I didn't know how to say his name either. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yo, 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 BP. What up? Yeah, <laughs> it's like you. We, it's, you. it's a great. It's great. We've only met twice, um, and. The first time we met was when the books came out. <laughs> it was all through the internet. Um, I had a, I um, directed some pilots, and for pilots I would do, you know, you, you go a little, when you go into interview for a pilot, you come in with a little more. And I would do, like, concept art and all these design sets and do all this crazy stuff to get the job. And I had a guy that would do the art for me. And then I was like, hey, would you, did you, do you want to do a graphic novel? And he wasn't interested, but he said, I know a guy that is. And it was Brandon, and then Brandon sent me some of his stuff. And I was actually in Detroit doing a show in Detroit when he sent it to me. And I looked at it, and I was like, okay, could you, do you, would you mind um, doing this scene? And it was a, I didn't want him to do the hero. I wanted to see, because I didn't want to just, like, a bunch of, like, superhero poses. I wanted to see what his everyday stuff was. So he did the flashback scene uh, in the first book of the Mantamaji 3,000 years ago. And that's what you see today. I, he did it so good, that's the actual those are the actual pages, and never and they never change. Oh, uh, and nice. so really cool. um, I hired him over the internet, and and I and I'll say this to all independent creators and people trying to do stuff: um, if you can get a good artist, the, the key, my key to, because I have I have Andrew uh, Dalhouse who does the coloring, and he does like a lot of DC books, and Duran uh, Bennett who does the lettering. He like was nominated for an Eisner. The key for me, I pay him right away. So you send an invoice, you pay the next day because I realized early on uh, artists like you have to wait two weeks to, for like one of the big companies to pay. Oh, so yeah. at the end of the month, that's when everybody hustles. But if you pay right away, they'll take you on and do your stuff because they don't have to wait for the check. Exactly. <laughs> no, absolutely. And, yeah. and that's been yeah. my motto on everything. Uh, pay it right away. And and it's worked out, you know. Um, that's, I, that's a good you know. philosophy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. avoid, uh, avoid bad press on bleeding cool. Just getting yeah. a, published yeah. as a non-paying entity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially now you see DC with all their financial troubles that they just posted a couple of days ago. It's like hmm. probably a lot of people that got paid back. But one of the artists on our team, El Camino, he he'll agree with that. He pay me first. Right. Yeah. No, because yeah, you know they just reported that the DC is trying to negotiate lower race for the pages so i mean you know for it, it, it actually turns out better for you in that case because more and more people will want to come to the independents and and wanting to work with them especially people like you who pay immediately after the invoice is sent so yeah oh that's oh that's true yeah no i mean it's it's a hard thing to do but um i always say it's like this one thing remember i did all the books before they came out so look you make a car payment every day i'm um, every month you pay your light bill every month. It's just like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You're not you're not putting out the whole book at once. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You're you're they're doing a certain amount and you're paying a certain amount. And if you can, you know, pay this bill and that bill, maybe you don't need that bill. Maybe you cut that out and then that's what you pay to do your pages. You know? Mm-hmm. So and remember, unless he's unless one person's coloring and lettering and doing it all at once, you control when the other checks go out because you don't yeah. have to send it to letter it or color it until you're ready for it to be done. 
Yeah. You know, <laughs> good point. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what has been the the obstacles you've come across when you've been developing the series? Um, since it came out, or just like making it? Like, Both. Go ahead. <laughs> Either or. <laughs> um, making it. Um, trying to be creative and see do something that people recognize, but something that's new at the same time. Because there's so many books and so many things to do. And the hardest part um, for me was book one mm-hmm. um, because it's the origin story. Okay. And it's just like um, a TV pilot. Uh, when you watch that first episode, it's a lot of exposition when it's not natural. If you know, like you always watch something when it begins. Look, I love Arrow. But if you watch the pilot, Arrow, it's a lot of exposition versus watching an episode once you know what all the characters are established and they're just doing their thing, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and oh, don't so, mention Arrow because M Dog is like he, he started out like, uh, <laughs> and, and now he's like one of the biggest fans of Arrow now. But that's why because yeah. <laughs> it's hard to do the beginning. You have to get all that exposition. You have to get the you know the backstory and all that out. Um, and that was and so my 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 motto was, um, you know, like Superman, Batman, Spider Man, uh, uh, Superman. You, you everybody knows that story. Your grandmother knows something about that. So you can go if it's a if it's live you can go so many pages before you see them in their powers because you know what it's going to be just like if it was a TV show you could or a movie you can go forty minutes if they don't know your character you got to start off like Raiders of the Lost Ark you got to start off with him right away and then find a way to flashback and find a way to tell that backstory later on because people don't know what it is and I was actually stubborn about that and did not like to do that I like to start from the beginning and finally I realized but nobody knows it's like a lot of Self-examination. Nobody knows what this is. Give them something hmm. right away. Well, um, no, it's, it's, it's funny because after reading your book, you you did that, but you still did that little that little sneaky thing because I like reading. I'm like, yo, who is this guy? And he's already coming out doing his thing, and I'm still like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? And then the flashback came in, and it's yep. like it was kind of like one of those. It, it, it was weird because it was like now I can not only sit back. And know about this guy, but I'm even more interested now because I don't see him do something. Now, where did he start from? Like that, yeah. that beginning was really good. I like that. Yeah. Oh, cool. I'm glad you like it because it was it's it's the hardest part for me. And and the funny thing is, even in reviews, like everybody loves book two. I'll get five stars on book two, and I'll get four on on book one because Whoa. it's the origin story. Because you gotta, <laughs> you know, you got so much to tell and all that, you know. And book two, he starts off as a hero and it's just you know flying through. Um, so I'm glad you liked it because it, it took. We were literally on book three, and I was still moving things around in book one. Oh, nice. Like that's our so so making the book that was the hardest thing. Um, now that the book is out, really is just breaking that glass ceiling. Like you know, we got the short out. I think we have like twenty some thousand hits in two weeks. And I was like, I was at WonderCon this weekend, and maybe two people had heard of the book. And we sold like you know almost a hundred books a day, but only two people had heard of it. So it's just that it's just so hard to get the word out. It's just you know, just like it just takes so much time, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that would be the and and then and there's another thing about it in getting the word out because people don't know what your thing is right away and they're just learning about it. They look at you with their eyes cocked. There's a little like, is this a trick? Yeah, I'm guilty of that at times. Those aren't the words you're looking for. Like it's something <laughs> off, you know. And you can see it on it. And the one thing is, I'm a TV director, so you read a lot of faces because that's how you kind of you, you know. One thing about actors and people. You can see on their face when they're uncomfortable, you know what I mean? Because they're really into it. So when you're selling the books, it's the same thing. Look at somebody in the face. You can see in their face when you're kind of getting them or you don't have them. Oh, yeah. And they're like, 
you know, and then you get a lot of, well, I still want to look around. Let me come back. Now, you know they liked it, but for some reason, it's still like, you know, we have a really good pitch. Like, we can do it in two sentences, and if we make a jokes and, and all that, and you can still see they're like, oh, I, I just got here. I'll be back, you know. And sometimes some people, I go, hey, just look now so you don't have to come back. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. If you look now, it's you right don't like here. It. It's right, right here. I'm right. helping you like, not waste your time. I know. I was like, you don't have to buy it, but just look now. And then if you decide you want to come back, come back. And they will. And then a lot of them come back. Some of them don't. But it's just that thing. So that would be the, the thing I would say now. Yeah. Are, are you going to Dragon Con? Or? I, I'm not doing Dragon Con. I'm doing um, Toronto Fan Expo. Oh, yeah, um, six hours away from me. Are you? Are you? Are you coming? I'm, well, no, uh, no, well, no. Have I to thought. Now. Nope. Yeah, I, nope. I sort of. Yeah, I sort of had, yeah. Oh well. Wait, well, here's the it? thing. My wife, my wife, and uh, I were originally planning, but she has to start work, so I was like, because uh, she's a teacher. Uh, so unfortunately, I couldn't break away to go this year. Next year, I might be able to with with a little bit more planning. Oh, uh-huh. I have never been to Canada. I love everything Canadian. I don't know why. I just like, <laughs> and so I, even though I've never been, uh, so I'm. I had a choice. Although, although you have to apply to Dragon Con, they're a little different than the other cons. Mm-hmm. I just always want to go to. I want to spread the word of the book, and I want to do Canada. We already signed up for Calgary, and I want to do Vancouver. Are you close Yay! to any of those? Because she's in yeah, yeah. JD's in Calgary. Well, so. just warning. Um, there's no Kentucky Fried Chicken uh, biscuits out there. <laughs> no, no, oh, no. Only in Quebec. No, only in Quebec there's no biscuits. It's only it's only Quebec there's no biscuits. Oh, I have I can I have till March to get my refund on Calgary. I have to look Oh my in. god. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh I, I'll tell you right now though. I'll tell you right now though, Eric. Uh Toronto is freaking huge. <laughs> yeah. Is the it? show the show is large. And it's you know, I was there during its early incarnations 10 years ago. And mm-hmm. it's only grown so much more since then. Wow. Will I so, like it? Am I gonna? Am I having a good time? Yeah, I think you'll have a good time. You'll okay, have good. a great time. It, okay, good. Yeah. We'll we'll have the live action short plan at our booth. We got a monitor, so that should work. And we're by the, but we're we're in the artist alley though, because they had issues with our finding our application. Um, so I hope that's okay. And and Calgary will be fun too, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, and sure. I, I got to figure out when Vancouver is. I don't know. I don't know when that one is. Uh, I, I, if I remember correctly, it's earlier in the year. I'm not, I'm not 100 percent on that. I yeah, have to ask. I know someone lives there. Hundred thousand people go through this, this, uh, the last four days. Of which one? Of uh, this past one in April. Calgary. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, hundred thousand. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Good. Yeah, we signed up already. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, um, but it's not till next year. It's like April or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just have to yeah, find out when Vancouver. Fun. What do you say? It'll be fun. You'll love it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good people. Oh, good. I'm excited. Yeah, JD already has her tickets. So I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to. There you go. Um, right, well, then you have to come by and visit our booth when you come. When we come. I will. Yeah. Taking All pictures right. and everything. Okay. <laughs> She's like, now I have to. <laughs> I don't know. That's JD. You know she's going to be there with cowbells on. I'm here. I'm here. Wait, so uh, all, all you guys are in Canada? No, no, no. Well, I'm a transplant. Oh, okay. I, I'm originally from New York, and you know I, I moved up here. Uh, JD's the only true Canadian here. Yeah, originally from Toronto, <laughs> then moved down to Canada. Yeah, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. See, right. Everyone else is on the East Coast. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, see, JD wasn't trying to avoid the draft, unlike somebody. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Wow. Oh, so it's 10, it's 10.30 there, huh? Uh, yeah. Okay. It's 8.30 yeah. here. Oh, wait. Toronto's <laughs> in Central Time? Or no, not, no, no, no. She's she's in Calgary. And she's, oh, that's Calgary. In Central Time, yeah. Oh, Mountain cool. Standard. Yeah. Mountain Standard. Oh, sorry. Mountain Standard. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, who who cares about Calgary anyway? Uh, what what has been the biggest difference you've experienced uh, compared to directing television when it comes to this? Um, you know what's funny? I did the books like I direct television. Um, in that, even though we wrote stuff, when I got the pages, uh, I went back and edited them so I could move images around. So um, we didn't throw any pic- images out. But if something didn't work, I thought something was missing, we would reformat the page and move images around. Mm. Um, so I literally tried to, you know, when you shoot something and you go in and edit it, you can change it. And you, well, also while you're shooting, you can change stuff. So I kind of made the books the way you would do a television show. Mm. Um, so that wasn't that different. Um, and talking to people, uh, it's just it's the same thing as directing. It's very interactive when you're at the conventions talking to people. So I kind of cheated and did it the way I do everything. Versus like, um, you know, doing it some other different way. So I, I didn't find it to be that different. But where it is different is um, making the books is like directing all this promotion and all this other stuff and how many books you ship here and all that. That is the farthest thing from directing you will ever do in your life. You know, you, it's like climbing the mountain. You get to the top and they go, oh, yeah, but the, the other the mountain you want is over there. Like, <laughs> totally <awesome. laughs> it's like it's like Super mountain. Mario. Yeah, it's yeah. like Super Mario Brothers. The princess, you, the princess, <laughs> you get to the castle. It's like, oh, she's not at this one. Right. No, at this one. Yeah. Good cat, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> There is no part of it that's similar. Nothing. Oh, boy. Uh, Bison for Life. Uh, you know, he's part of our crew. He just uh-huh. got called on. Uh, Bison, what's up? Hey, good evening, everyone. Great show. Congratulations uh, on your um, your book and your short and your um, directorial career. It's really been a, a pleasure to, to watch for, for our community. Oh, thank I do you. want to warn you. I do want to warn you. Stay out of Canada. It's not. Good. <laughs> what? Wow. You were banned. <laughs> I think uh, Bison banned himself. I mean, Ivan <laughs> and JD they, are in Canada, so it's not really like the best exchange place. Exchange rate. Look, I'm I'm outside Washington D.C. Come here. You'll make money here. Yeah. Go to the exchange rate in Canada is bad. Oh my God! Well, he's not <laughs> lying. He's not lying. Okay, it is pretty bad. Is it? Uh, excuse Calgary, me. Calgary is the Canadian version of Montana. Oh my God! It is. Oh. You all have like the giantest rodeo in the world. Oh. That's like so Montana. Oh, all man. they do is all they do out there is fired. <laughs> Shots so fired. But really. I mean, We'll be in New York. I want to come to D.C., but I there isn't. They don't have a con in D.C., do they? We do have a con here. It's called Awesome Con. But I was going to ask you this. I know you focus on yeah, comic awesome. conventions, but what about other large events? Sort of like just book events or um, events like the Essence Festival or you know large um, gatherings like that. Have you Funny thought of you... like that? Funny you say that because New York Comic Con will be our last one except for uh, Calgary for a long time. We actually have done 
um, a couple of library ones. I would love to do some of those festivals. Um, maybe I can get your number and you can give me some names of them. Uh, I think that's a, actually a great thing to do. Um, uh, we did uh, we did like LA Book Fair, and then the, we're gonna do the New York one next May. Um, but yeah, I would definitely love to do Essence and other things like that. As long as you're inside. Well, I'll, I'll DM you some um, events. and Because um, they have one on the National Mall here. I think they should have one in 2016, which brings everybody. And it's free. And you just get mountains of exposure. It's just, it's a different crowd. But, you know, cons can be sort of, you know, a lot of people say, they'll say yes, 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 but they may not buy. Where uh-huh. book conventions are sort of a different aesthetic, where a lot of people looking for new things will kind of will. No, I think it's. I, open. I think it's really smart, and it's and I think our book is so multicultural. I think it's um, actually important. And we um, we did we I went to the library one in St. Louis, and I went to the library one in San Francisco because uh, the books are getting in the libraries now. And I would I would please DM me. I would love to you know because I I would come to probably all of them. Yeah, my wife and I were just talking about that the other day. It was kind of cool. Well. Will do. And one more quick question. I um, just want to get on your directorial side. Um, how did you get into – I came in late, so I don't want to tread over old ground, but do you have anything – are you strictly with Disney now? Or are you sort of – No, actually, different I, the funny thing is I do more shows for Nickelodeon and NBC yeah. than I do Disney. Uh, I'm doing a show for NBC called Truth Be Told that will be on um, 830 uh, on Friday nights. Uh, and I did Undateable, which was oh. – you, you you're dir- you're directing Truth Be Told. I'm doing an episode of Truth Be Told. And ah, <laughs> and Undateable was the be- uh, best funniest job, be- best funnest if that's a word I ever had. Um, those are the four of the funniest comedians you will ever want to be around. Oh, much um, he and, is hilarious on that show. Oh my god, <laughs> unbelievably funny. Um, and and here's the thing, beyond nice and cool guys too. Like that's mm. the one thing. Like you work with people and they can be super funny. You know. Like, Oh, but they're not, you know, not the cool in real life. No, they're four of the coolest guys uh, in the world. Um, uh, I yeah, I, I'm actually doing as many, trying to do as many things uh, as I can. And the funny thing about the short, um, it's so actiony. Hopefully, it'll open up doors that I could really do some of the shows that I really watch. I'd love to do some sci-fi shows and uh, do some more action shows. And um, uh, I have a secret thing. I loved the movie Rush Hour. I would love to do it. CBS is doing Rush Hour. Mm-hmm. I would love to do an episode of Rush Hour. Cool. Uh, speaking of the short film, uh, you, you did develop the short film. Did you I want did. to talk about that real quick? Yes. We did a live action short, uh, um, and it's the first scene of the first book, um, mm-hmm. and it's full of visual effects, and it shows you everything he, he does, his power-wise, and he's in danger, and it's literally – eight minutes uh, long, um, six and a half minutes, and then a minute and a half in credits. So when people are like, well, I don't have eight minutes, if you watched the show and you didn't speed through the commercials, you had eight minutes. Fifty minutes. Because <laughs> there's eight minutes <laughs> in um, And uh, it's really doing well. It's, it was a great experience to take something that's 2D and make it into 3D. And it's something I actually want to tell people. You know, they're making all these, uh, Marvel's making all these movies and DC's making these movies. But what people have to realize, it's Marvel and DC that are now making their own movies. Um, you saw what Fox did with Fantastic Four. <laughs> you, <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, we we we, we want to add nauseums on that one, definitely. Right, and, <laughs> and and the reason X Men turns out good is because Brian Singer is an exceptional director, and Matthew Vaughn was an exceptional director, and they both had true vision, um, and that's why those movies turn out good. Um, it's very different to take two D into three D, um, and I it in the middle of shooting it as much as I've directed many shows. 
it, it took for the middle of me shooting it on the second day for me to realize why it's so hard. It's just different. You In a comic book, you're looking at two, 2D flat images, and the moment you take something in 3D with depth and perception and color and tone, um, nobody can see that unless you show them that or unless they're from that world where they can understand it. Mm. Um, you know, Because we made our costume look dead on just like the costume in the book except for the arms. And the only reason we didn't finish the arms is because we had a deadline that we had to shoot on because of the equipment that we got. Uh, and so they, they didn't finish the costumes. I didn't even um, notice. Now I'm yeah. Back. So when you're looking at, I know, I, I, here's the thing. As a creator, it drives me crazy. But if you don't notice it, you know, Yo. I mean, I was standing there while we were shooting. Like, it's like, it's oh, okay. It's okay. <laughs> oh, that's a good shot. God, I hate the arms. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, um, people look at these heroes and look, here's the thing. The best thing I say is how, look how they took the Captain America suit and made it look cool. But if you just look at that when it was in the pages, it's cool, but it, it's just a, it's got stripes going down. You know, it's weird. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. They, yeah. they, they yeah. found a way to make it's all those It's suits. got scales. Yep. <laughs> yep. I, and the funny thing is, very interesting. We don't, I, nobody's seen it, but it's funny how they had the black, they had some glimpses of the Black Panther suit. Mm. And notice how many people go, that's it? They <laughs> thought it was plain. But really think, of, think about the image. It, it's just a black suit. Yeah. yeah. When you look at the books. There's nothing yeah. else on it. No. So it. now, if you make that in real life, I'm sure what we saw, they're going to enhance. But that's why it looked plain, because that was 2D. And in 2D, you accept it, because they can tonalize the black and make it good. But if they just take that black suit and don't add anything to it, and that's what you saw, and look at some of the comments, they go, oh, that's it. That looks plain. <laughs> that's hey, I, I mean, I, I, for one, I was like, oh, finally, Black Panther. <laughs> I'm like... Yo, and me, me, and me and Geek Soul Brother was talking about the same thing. We were you know, going through it and I was going through it with friends and they're just like, but yeah, did you see it? Did you see it? And I'm like, it's different in motion. Yep. <laughs> it's going to yeah. be totally different in motion. Yep. Yep. And I'm change. sure they'll Give enhance it and do things that make it look really cool. But in those images, it just, you, I mean, look at the comments. People are like, that's it. It's just black. I thought they were, but what were you going to do? In the book, he just wears a black suit. Yeah. <laughs> to tell yeah. you the truth, I think the suit in that picture had a little bit more than the suit in the cartoon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You see some gold yeah. trimming. and <laughs> Yeah. You see they had to add stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that's a really good example of, like, how 2D is different than 3D. So these companies are making their own stuff. I don't think that all the studios have necessarily caught up. Um, and so um, it's just one of these. It, it was a really great experience to do it. And hopefully... We'll get to do more, um, and it'll lead to more things. I will say this, and I can honestly say this. Um, it's that same thing of climbing the mountain and then going, oh, it's the other mountain. Um, there's no – look, the books are multicultural, but there's no black actor under the age of 40 that can open a movie. So if you're going to go make a movie that costs, I don't know, 20 30 $40, 50000000 million, who's playing the lead? Mm. Now, no, it, once no. Creed comes out, Michael B. Jordan can do it, but he just did Fantastic Four, and he didn't even want to do that movie. They had an option on it, so he had to do it. You know what I mean? So, but who? I, I Kevin Hart, but Kevin Hart's a comedian, and yeah, yeah. and he's five foot two. I, don't know that he, <laughs> he, he's I was going to say Idris Elba, but I had uh, he's over forty. I had no idea. So, yeah, you, I'll give you know what? If you guys ever want, I'll give you weeks, months, uh, till I come to Calgary. Whatever it takes, you won't find anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and this is 2015. It's kind of sad, but yeah. Will it really started in TV because Will, Jamie, Martin, they were all on TV first. Yeah, so all the big stars, even Denzel started in TV. There's no, there's no leads in on TV that could then farm to become movies. So it really becomes 
the studio or the producer um, finding a great actor because there are plenty of great actors under forty that are African American. Well, no, and we've we've had this discussion before, yes, and, and in two various degrees, and you know, Bison his voice his his opinions on it as well. And no, you're absolutely right. It, you know, there is no one who is of you know known under forty that is chosen. It's basically they they basically either find people who are you know. Unqual, you know, not not exactly a great fit, or they try to enhance the role by making the character older and get someone who yeah. is of you know. You're making me go through the list. Yeah. I'm like checking Google, and all these people are over forty. Yeah, but yeah. well, you know, what? and here's here's where it gets really, here's where it gets real. Here's where it gets. What do you say? What was that, Mason? Yeah, this is me. Um, what about Anthony Mackie? I think he's about to break through. He's about thirty-five. Uh, but right now he can't, and he's a sidekick in the superhero movie. Wait, <laughs> but here's here's the one that you you you're right though. Anthony Mackie, he just needs that move. Listen, there's a bunch of guys that could do it. I'm saying who currently are, and you know there, there's the bazillion actors that are fantastic that could be under forty that could do it. They just haven't gotten the opportunity or the movie. And here's where it's really weird. The guy that's playing Black Panther when Black Panther comes out, guess how old he'll be. 40. Oh, 40. 40. Yeah. 40. And he'll be the one. Yeah, I mean, Michael B. Jordan will be the one in October because Creed will probably be fantastic because uh, um, the director is a really great director. Um, yeah. But, Even David Ramsey, though. I mean, he's he's hit, he's he's about, what, 40, I think, I also. Think 40. Yeah. I think he's 40. So it's – and here's the thing. I'm just saying under that age, like all those guys could do it if you want to make, you know, the character older – my character is supposed to be 27 years old. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, so, I mean, somebody could play younger, but it, there should be someone. This is 2015. Like, yeah, really? No, absolutely. Yeah. You know? I look no. 27, though. I mean, I'll be 40. Hey, can so I right ask there. a quick question? Mm-hmm. Have you approached Bowen or um, any of the um, statue makers to create a statue for your um, for your comic book character? I think that's that's a, a stream of revenue because I'm a statue collector. I would. Yeah, here's the thing. Your DM to me, your DM to me is going to be really long because I, I'd love for that list too. Uh, <laughs> I would love to. No, I would love to. You know, that that's the one. Maybe this answers an earlier question. I'm still directing every day, so you know, I get hours in the morning and I get hours at night. So some of these things it takes a little longer to get to. Um, but that's a great idea. I would love to do that. Um, yeah, that would be hot. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Yeah, I would love to do that. I think it would be very. I have uh, on our website. We a long time ago, I found a guy out of my comic book shop that took other characters. He made little molding characters of all my Mm. characters, which was kind of cool, and they look really good. So I I actually have pictures of them on the website, uh, what the characters would look like. But I mean, it would be done much better um, as a statue and all that. I think that would be great. No, absolutely. Uh, This going into sort of what we were talking about before. how difficult has it been being a black creative, uh, trying to break through into an industry that has been predominantly been a white audience for so many years? Uh, it's really hard. Um, it's hard for a couple of reasons. You guys were nice enough to interview me, and you guys are big time. Um, hmm. It's hard to get big time interviews. Um, hmm. It's hard to get. I've never been in um, comic book resources. They didn't even, hmm. you know, they haven't even had the short in there. Um, it's very hard for them. But that, but there's a lot of independents there. So I'm not blasting them. I'm just saying. 
it, as an independent and a minority, it makes it doubly hard mm. because they're not really covering independence or different. A lot of these, some of these websites and things aren't really covering independence. And then you're coming at them from an angle and you, they kind of, one thing is, remember my books, the, the lead is black, but there's no reference to color. The books are multicultural. There's Japanese, right. there's all nationalities. But the moment you see, a, it's like anything, the moment you see a black guy as the hero, you think, oh, it must be a yeah. black book. You know, they must only be fighting to save drugs out of the hood. I was like, no, we're fighting to save the world just like anyone else. Uh, it's really hard. Mm. But you, but I got to be honest, I'm a TV director. It's hard, It's really hard to be a minority TV director, too. Mm. That's really, really, um, yeah, that's really, really hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm about to say, you're, yeah. you're very, There's good. very few, <laughs> there's very few, and normally if you get one or two, They'll just hire the one or two over and over again. So if you're lucky enough to become the one or two, you know you get to do a lot of shows. But if you're not that one or two, it's rough. And, and, and I'm sure I'm pretty sure it, at that point also you get, you get typecast. They're like, oh well, he'd be good for this, and you know we yes, try to you, try to go anything else out of there. It's like, well, no. Hollywood actually has lists. Like they, you, the, the typecasting thing is not just perception. It's a real list that you have to get on. Mm. Like you're on a list. Like I'm on the kid show family comedy list and then once i got undateable and i did ground floor for tbs now i got on the multi-camera primetime sitcom list wow you know and, and, wow. and then you have to get on the you there's so many you have to keep knocking off these lists there's a you know, secret list it's Dang. real yeah and they, they are secret lists but they really go by them and they and they're and they, i'll get you how specific the lists are they're lists for directing in the first season of a show second season of the show and the third season of the show hardest list to get on is first season of the show wow First wow. 13. Usually when a show gets picked up in the first 13, um, they got all 13 directors already. And they're all named people that have been doing it. They might not even fit the show, but they're all named people that because they got a name. And then second year, they start opening up to new people. And the third year, they start opening up. So what you so your way as a director to climb up is you get on a second or third year on a show, do a really good job, get another, another episode. And then you meet those people. And then you, and as it spins off, you get more and more and more. And then um, somehow you can get to be first year and then after first year, then maybe you can get pilots. Like, it's it's crazy. Now, there's ways to jump that list. <laughs> Go make a movie, you can jump a lot of lists. Uh, a lot of movie directors make one movie, and sometimes the movies aren't even that good, but they were a movie. Then they can come do pilots. If Once you get a pilot, then all of a sudden you're, you jump six lists, and now you're at the very top, and then you can start funneling your way to do other stuff. Well, that's sort of like the guy from from Game of Thrones, uh, the, the the one director there. He he was you know did many episodes of the show, show and then he, all of a sudden, oh yeah, he's doing uh, films. That's like oh, uh, um, the guy that did Thor and did yeah uh, yeah 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 and did uh, and, uh, um, Terminator. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, can't think of his name. Right TV, now. Good director. Uh, Very good director. Yeah. yeah, he was TV TV, and then he got that movie. We got Thor, yeah. um, and then you know, but. Big movies like that. Um, uh, that's why they're hiring more. That's why they got the Russo brothers, and they're they're open to TV directors because TV is a writer's medium. The mm. director is much more collaborative, right? Um, and you, and there's so many cooks in the kitchen when you make a big tentpole movie like that, right? Um, that they're uh, amenable to hiring them, and then the movie does good, and then that allows them to get other stuff. Mm. I, I, that's why I always actually find it funny when. There was like an uproar about like, oh, that director pulled out of that movie with creative differences. Um, it's a huge comic book movie. Like, it's already been created. What do you want to change? <laughs> like, what what is your creative? <laughs> well, that, that's interesting. What what are your thoughts on the Ava DuVernay? Uh, her her statement with Marvel. Um, I think so, listen, Selma. I I actually saw early screening of Selma. It was 
beyond fantastic and she's a fantastic director um but my only question would be what is it that you wanted to change on black panther it's black panther it's been around for 40 years mm. like what, what is it that you guys want to do that's different than what they want to do um and it's theirs so i it, i think she was smart and brave for pulling out but mm. my question would be what movie did she want to make you know what i mean um, and, and, and it's very interesting because what people don't know, the Russo brothers were the Captain America is one of the top four comic book. I mean, Winter Soldier is one of the top four comic book movies ever made. Yeah. But yeah. you know, you know who that came down to? It came down to F Gary Gray or what people don't know, F Gary Gray or the Russo brothers. Well, if you look on credits, F Gary Gray was much more qualified. He had done, um, movies. He had done Italian job and all that. Right. So, yeah. you know, and the Russo's like, community and a few, right, right. Uh, now the Russo brothers, I can't see anybody else making that movie. Now they, it was beyond fantastic. But if you're just looking at the credits, you know, F Gary Gray was clearly the, the choice. So maybe he was more amenable. Maybe, maybe the Russo's, I don't know, was more amenable to telling the story that they wanted to tell or, or maybe they just had a, you know, a, a better, I don't know, meeting or whatever. But, you know, it's just it's just always interesting when people say they have these creative differences. Like, well, unless it's not here's the thing, maybe the the word for creative difference is it's not the style of movie I would want to make because it's not yours, it's theirs, and it's been around mm-hmm. forever. So why, you know, what is it that you want to do that's so new? You know, no, absolutely. I think we, we've had that discussion when when the news came down that she had pulled out and and said, you know, I pull out because of this and whatever. So yeah, yeah if it, it, it really you what you really did is sort of like acknowledge what we talked about so right. that, that's really interesting though that you, you, we get a perspective of uh, your perspective on it so it's really interesting yeah, well, to i hear, mean, remember kevin feige said it best and it's in no matter how ridiculous the origin story is tell it hmm. look at look at iron man let's take this for one second iron man he's in a cave and they tell him to build a bomb he builds a suit of armor. They never walk in the room one time and see that that doesn't um, Wait, is that, is that part of an arm over there? Yes. They, they can't. But but guess what? Iron Man was a fantastic movie because oh, yeah. you committed. You found a way to make whatever that origin was relevant in today's time, and you, you commit to it. Mm. Why you want to change the Fantastic Four, I don't know. Tell the story. It's <laughs> not a hard way. Thing. You know? Hey, Mr. C, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, this is Mike Swillati from... We see some, you can call A-list or B-list or A-minus-list actors going to comic book films, but what about directors? Do you see a Scorsese or... I, I definitely want your opinion on Spike Lee and his career trajectory now from a director's perspective. Wow, wouldn't it be... Think, wouldn't it be... Great to see one of them do one. That would be nuts, actually. It would be. You had, uh, I mean, like really early on. I mean, you had Kenneth Branagh of all people directing the original Thor movie. I mean, that's about as like you know high tier credible of a director you're going to get for at least Shakespearean drama level. I mean, right? No, I'm talking talking about Scorsese or uh, Tarantino or somebody of that level. I think it's very cool, but I would say they probably need. it feels to me like it's that same thing with every day. Well, what story are we telling? Are we telling their version of this or mm-hmm. our version? And if it's theirs, is it better to do it with an obscure hero that people don't know as much versus something that everybody knows? Yeah. You know? No, um, absolutely. I yeah. think it would be cool. I, I don't know. 
that they're, you know, Scorsese and all them would be into it. Spike would be very cool to do one. It would be, you know what I mean? Like, I think, I think all those guys are so creative. They would bring something to it. Um, different. I just like, which superhero are they doing? You know? And here's the question probably for them. How can they make it their own when it's something that's been around yeah. for 40 years? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, know? like director at that level would want some or some or total creative control over control what they're yeah. doing. I mean, like, Which, look at Tim Burton's Batman. He took serious liberties with the properties and made it his own, like, you know, version that but, became it but for a Tim long was, time. But here's the thing. What Tim did, uh, set, remember, he's the first one who made Batman's costume black, all black. Yeah. And what he did was brilliant. But would that hold up today? We all loved um, Christopher Nolan's version better than Tim Burton's version. So maybe because Tim did it first when it wasn't so popular – would Tim's version be considered that cool today, or would it be? Well, I, uh, I think we like yeah. Nolan's version only because he threw in this more realistic. He he made gadgets work. That still yeah. doesn't. I mean, there was also work. Nolan washed out that horrible taste from like you know the uh, later Batman, Batman movies yeah. that everyone had in their yeah, fish he their did head. Have a, oh, he did have a. Yeah, but, I mean, like Shoemaker. Shoemaker basically destroyed the property for a decade, and then Nolan right. rolled in there and said, "Wait a second, Batman doesn't have to be that. Yeah, yeah uh, there doesn't have to be bat nipples." But even but, even Nolan, as great as he is, did it in stages because the second um, Dark Knight was the first time you could see Batman. Basically, he was in Chicago, and then, and in the third one, uh, Rises, it was you saw him in daylight. Like it, it was a made like the reason I love the Dark Knight is because. You, he took him in Chicago and made it look cool. Like, there's no fake city skyline in that. Like, he was, it was like if I, and I was just in Chicago, like, oh crap, Batman just came around the corner. Like, that's how, cool, <laughs> you know, no, he, 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 he did, did it. A great job. And he did a crime drama. But look, I, here's the thing Scorsese and all them, look what the Russo brothers did um, with, um, uh, with Captain America. It was like a 70s with Robert Redford. It was like a, um, Yep. Spy movie. Yeah. Yep. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Yeah. With superheroes in it. And the only part that really became superhero-y was the last 20 minutes when they're just up there fighting, you know, which was cool. You loved it. So that would be kind of cool if Spike, you know, put a do the right thing on one of the superheroes or Scorsese, you know, you know, put a, a, a well, he didn't do Godfather, but did a taxi, taxied up a superhero or something. It would be cool. Well, Ge- Geeks Overlord, who's in the chat right now, he, I don't know why he didn't call in, but he, he, he's, he's listening. He, say, he, he said Martin Scorsese can do a Punisher film. And Spike could do episodes of Luke Cage or Jessica Jones. I was going to say Cage. <laughs> you know yeah. Throw yeah, yeah. I mean, when, I, when you said Spike Lee, I'm like, Cage. <laughs> like, that, yeah. He would kill yeah. that so much. Yeah. He, would, he yeah. would do so well with that. Oh, that would, yeah. 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 Yep. And then it's, and they, that's where you, though, you put them in things that you, that's, their genre, so you can still be the hero that's we know that's forty years old, and yet they could put their flavor on it and make it their own. That's how you do that. Absolutely, that's how you match it up. Yep. <laughs> Real quick, since we're but a black director doesn't have to direct a black character. I think. Well, yeah, no, that's my biggest beef with the whole Ava DuVernay thing. That, um, like I said, um, F. Gary Gray was in line to do Captain America. All the black directors shouldn't be fighting just for Black Panther. You know what I mean? Like, they, oh, they should absolutely. be able to... Look, I, I loved Ant-Man, and the guy they picked was great, but there's five... You know, most of the black directors that do movies are trapped into doing comedy. You trying to tell me none of them could have done that? 
No, absolutely. And, and, and the other reason why I like Spike Lee doing Cage is because, you know, do the right thing. And, and, right. and other movies like that, it would work well because he knows how to tell a story like that and can tell it extremely well. And it would work to his strengths. But so, but I, I, but I would love to see as much as I love to see Scorsese, you know, who would do also do a good um, Punisher is um, the training day guy. He's black. Um, Antoine Fuqua. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, he would. That yeah. would work out very well, too. And see, that's good. That's that's a black man doing a white character. So, you know, every black director, you know, obviously a black director is going to get Panther. It would be very surprising if they didn't. And that's going to be great. But it's still like, I hope that's not the only one that, they, they, you know, they've done 18 movies. And that's the first, you know, that's the only black director is going to get to do a, a Marvel movie. Like, come on. Yeah, true. You know, yeah. <clears throat> so going back to your stuff, uh, yes. what pro- where do you where do you see the property going ultimately? Do you do you want to see it turn into a series? Do you want um, to keep going as a graphic novel? Do you? I definitely am go- still going as a graphic novel. We're working on a new uh, con- the next book right now, which is mm-hmm. called Legend of the Mantamaji Bloodlines. Mm-hmm. Which you know, um, if you guys follow the story, for people out there that are listening, um, basically the hero Elijah, his mother told him fairy tales about the Mantamaji because he was one that ended up all being really true stories. Well, in Bloodlines, you're going to learn that that was just her version of the stories. Uh, oh, cool. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's some things that, I, like, you know, the, the, um, there's this group called the Enlightened that created the Mantamaji, so she praised them as all good. Well, the new villain tells another version of the Enlightened and how they really were, or at least were to him. So we're working on that. Um, for me, uh, and then there are the Sanctuaries, which are the female version of the, um, of the, of the Mantamaji. I would love to do... Uh, more stories with them. And to be honest, and I've said this before, I don't want to write all these stories. I would love to like have other people write stories and have it become like that. Um, uh, we are thinking about like trying to do more live action stuff. Um, it's just, you know, what are we going to do? Um, I, I think um, I'm going to look into definitely doing some more digital shorts. Cause the cool thing about the, the, the shorts is it helps sell the books cause it gets the word out. Yeah. Oh, no, uh, it's just, I just, you know, we had those Google alerts and it was just a guy yesterday that said, I don't. I, I love this short. He's like, I, I haven't read the books, but this short is cool. Well, you know, he never would have looked up the books had he not seen the short. So, um, but I pulled a lot of favors for the first short. I don't know if I could pull all those favors. So we might have to crowdfund <laughs> it, or we might have to, you know, find some investors and stuff to do the digital. But I said this in my little behind the scenes: digital is the way of the future uh, mm-hmm. in terms of people launching new properties. Because I met some directors from South Africa, and they were like, you know, they looked at the books and they were like, this is cool, but is it on my app? Is it on my phone? And what we don't realize, and maybe in America and maybe in Canada, is that um, we're first world countries. Everybody in the world is first world when it comes to phones and apps oh. and I and pads. They may not have oh, yeah. a lot of water, water, but they have phones and they have uh, app, you know, apps and all that and iPads or whatever they have. Uh, so if you put something digitally that you can internationally go all over the world, that's a great way to blow up your property. No, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we just didn't we just have a conversation about South African uh, directors recently. Oh yeah, we were talking about yeah a few yeah. Uh, African mo- and uh, African uh, homegrown movies for sci-fi yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it, you know that, that's a great way. But it, even still, it's just so much stuff. You know, so much stuff on YouTube and so on. so you have to get it out there. It really is the hardest part now is just getting the word out. Like mm-hmm. nothing else is hard. But we're gonna do more books. Maybe some more shorts, and then hopefully find some people that want to tell their own versions of stories. And I just realized today we might do because we're in digital too. You know, the graphic novel is like 200 pages. We might do like single episodes that are just digital, mm. you know, which would be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, if you do do anything Kickstarter, I'm sure all of us would support oh, it. Absolutely. Yeah, I did want to ask. <laughs> I did actually want to, like, since uh, Private brought up Kickstarter, I was curious, what are your thoughts about crowdfunding and how uh, a lot of, com- like, I mean, a lot of, like, indie projects especially have moved towards that. A lot of, like, creators have realized they don't need to be with the big two. They can do their own thing I using think it's, crowdfunding and other alternatives. I think it's great. I think it's the future because you can... You know, tell stories that you're not trapped into. And let's be honest, the two, the big companies, they're only retelling their own characters that they have owned for 30 and 40 years. They're not really introducing any new characters right. um, at this point. So I think it's um, fantastic. And the funny thing is, um, that's what I'm going to start getting into because I definitely think we're going to um, do some crowdfunding um, with now that, and then now that people can see the quality of the book and see the short, uh, I, I, you know, that would help. I think for everybody, crowdfunding show you got to do something on your own to show people what you're bringing to the table because why wouldn't you know that way people are investing in good stuff you know? exactly you don't have those weird looks when they're coming yeah the me. weird boy <laughs> i can see him through the computer i'm getting them weird <laughs> now side eye side eye i have a question because um especially after i watched the short and everything and i just love when it comes to costumes it's is there any background to to your guys' costumes, or is it just you know something out of your imagination that you thought was cool? Yeah, I was wondering too because those are pretty, some pretty swanky costumes. So. Straight, that would actually were really just my imagination. All right. Um, yeah, I mean he morphs into the armor, um, and it was really a cla- and that's why artists are so important because literally I'm not a great artist. I just wrote in a really long paragraph and a few paragraphs what I wanted and sent some sample example pictures and all that. Um, and, uh, that's the type of thing I, I, uh, uh he came, I came back with. So, right, I mean, there's little influences. He's blue. Cause I love Batman. You know I mean? Like you do little things. And then what I'll tell you with the story, like we related it. Like, why is he blue? Because, uh, when they're born, the first color that the Mantamaji sees is the color that they morph their armor into. So then you start like, once you get your look, you know, red, Syrax red, cause he's bad. Then you start putting meaning behind it. But yeah, you yeah, really exactly. kind of, you know, it's just really good. I mean, it, just getting that part now or whatnot, it, it gives the gives the audience a bit of growing along with you. You know, yeah. you sitting yeah. there, you're throwing in stuff slowly, and they're picking up stuff slowly, and it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I hope I, I hope no matter what happens, I one day get to do Cyrex, uh armor because his armor is actually the the he's the bad guy. He's yeah, the, the coolest of all to me. Uh, that's the it just you know it's just hope we get to do it. But um, um but Elijah Mantamaji just turned out cool. Yeah. Mm. Uh, by the way, the real Geek Soul brother is on the is on the call now. The imposter. Okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Eric. I just want. I, I, the reason why I wasn't on the call is because I wanted to give my nerdy venoms room to do their thing on their show. Um, but I really appreciate you coming on the show, man. It's 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 just inspiring hearing your story and hearing your insight as a director, as a man of color and 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 a uh comic book creator and all them things mashed together like you just don't you just don't come across with that every day. So I really well, appreciate you. you coming on the show, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm honored to be here. Um and thanks thanks for taking the time to come and talk. <laughs> no 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 oh, thank you. Yeah thank we really you. appreciate it. <laughs> um yeah, I, I, oh go ahead. Uh, go, Go ahead. I did. I did have one question, maybe uh, towards the end of your uh, interview, if you want to answer it, or now. But wh- what do you need from the nerd slash geek community, especially the black geek community, 
what do you need as far as um, your properties and exposure and stuff? Like, what 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 distribution channels do you need from from the community itself to get to a wider audience? Uh, they have to spread. I, you know, that's a, that's a great question. Um, they got to try the book, spread the word. You know, buy it for other people. Um, I would love to find some more uh, distribution streams. Uh, I love the idea of going to like Essence Festival and going to things outside of it, um, which I really want to do. But it's really that because you know every time you spread the word, every time somebody tells somebody or they or they buy it or buy it for someone else, um, that's obviously it sales. But that actually helps build up the build up the um, build up the image and stuff. You know, watch the short. It's it's a hard process. Um, and it really takes everybody, you know. It really, really does. Right. Um, and, and that's what and, makes and, it so hard. And one other thing um, that just came to mind, you talking about that. Would you uh, would you be willing to do a crossover with another um, black comic creator and their property at some point? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, uh, um but yeah, because now that the Mantamaji is set up, I think it would be cool. I don't know who um that person is, but yeah, I would definitely right. the only thing I always say to everybody is, um I you know, really I actually have two jobs. So anytime I'm behind on something, it's because like we had to start late because I was on um a show for Nickelodeon, Nicky Ricky Dicky Don. So I, you know, was raced home. So it's always that like the day job sometimes getting in the way of the dream job. You know what I mean? Right. Um right. Right. You know, uh, not to say that day job is not a dream job either, but, you know, dream A is interrupted with dream B. And then they coincide when I get to, like, talk to you guys and get ideas and do things like that. But, uh, you know, I, maybe I'll answer your question, too, outside of more people trying the books and all that. People, you know, if, if you here's the thing. For those that did read the book or did like the books or did like the short, send ideas. Engage, mm -hmm. Email me and engage in conversation because I email everybody back. Uh uh, may not be that five, you know, that exact minute, but I email everybody back and 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 put those ideas. Like that's why I can't wait for that DM with all those ideas because I'll talk about it and then try those things. You know, I could uh, so see, I could so see this working, you know, working and integrating with a storyline from from the guys at Milestone. Yeah. You know. Oh, that would be great. Oh, I would be so honored. <laughs> you talk about. I, listen, first of all, when I moved to California, <laughs> I wanted to make um, Blood Syndicate into a movie. I always had really cool. There, there, nothing cooler than the first ten minutes, uh, which ten minutes. Yeah, I'm always thinking of as a movie. The beginning of the first <laughs> episode of Blood Syndicate, when the gangs get together, and then the, and then you know the gas drops. That hmm. think about think about an opening movie like that. Think about all these gangs, the police, you know, people being badass, intimidating. You meet the gang members, and then the cops come, and then boom, the smoke, and the next thing you know, people are in the hospital, and you jump things later, and they go home, and they're changing in front of their moms or their dads, and all that. You know, how could that not be a great movie? Man, tell me, you no, got absolutely. a hidden script written somewhere. And gritty, so <laughs> and, and listen, and gritty and dark. And this is the one thing I've figured out how to do from doing so many kid shows. I can do gritty and dark and not be, and still get it PG thirteen. You know, oh. <laughs> which is very hard to do. And I'll tell you, let's think about it. Look at Jurassic. Look at the. Now this is wasn't gritty and dark, but think about Jurassic Park this summer. Thirty people got ate by dinosaurs. Yet that movie was PG thirteen. So people got ate twice. Got ate. Yeah. Twice. Don't. In the same there's an art, art to. It. Yeah, I know, right? I know. There's an art to it. I mean, you don't have to get that graphic and bloody. If people want that. 
like you know, which I loved when they did it in Daredevil the, on Netflix, which is great. If you want that, fine, you want that. But if you're trying to get to a mass audience yet you still want gritty and dark, there's a way you can do it and, and oh, not yeah. be corny, yeah, and not yeah. be corny and not be cheesy. Oh, you know, absolutely. you're doing Punisher. You're yeah. doing Punisher. <laughs> they tried so many times. They're, they're doing the best thing by putting him on Daredevil. They've tried. They've tried that movie so many times. You know what the best Punisher movie was ever made? Which Man one? on Fire. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, um, I can't. Which one? Because there are two. With uh, um, Denzel and Denzel. made by the, the great yeah. Tony Scott. Yeah, the, the remake. Okay. Yeah, that was the best Punisher movie ever made. Oh man! Oh, that's that's a very good point. <laughs> I, I sat in that. Remember that was before comic books blew up. I sat in that movie and go and loving comic books all my life, going. This is the Punisher. <laughs> and, and, and I say the second one is Purge Anarchy. Oh. It's the second, second best Punisher. Was it? I, don't, it's, I haven't seen that, but now I'm putting it on my list. Well, they had crossbones. They had crossbones essentially in that one. So, you oh, know. yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, what Steve, can I ask you a question? Yeah. What if it's Steve? I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Right. Studio X says, hey, I want to make this into a film. You have total car blanche, but you have to change the main character has to become white. It won't no. sell overseas. What do you one do? answer? One answer and one answer only. No. <laughs> and and here's why. But it's your character. But it's your character on the screen. Your dream but, will be on the screen. You just have to change one thing. But here's the essence of my dream came from never seeing people that look like me become heroes. Mm. And if he changes, he doesn't. I don't. There. No reference ever has to make him be black, but if he loses his skin color, it that dream dies. Because the whole thing of look, I love Black Panther. He was the one one of the superheroes I loved back in the day. It'll be the eighteenth movie eighteenth movie Marvel made. It was more important for them to make a movie about an ant and a tree and a raccoon than it was to make about an African American or actually African uh, a whole race of people in the biggest continent in the world. The the thing that makes it unique. The thing I always wanted in my life, I saw myself as James Bond. I saw myself as Indiana Jones, but I never saw a black man being James Bond or a black man being Indiana Jones. And what I want to do with my books is show that any race, any color, any creed, any sex could be a hero. And it's just about saving the world. And then once you get used to that and you see more like that, then you'll see more heroes of color or women or I don't know, whatever, uh, Asians or Japanese, whoever being heroes. So that would be the one caveat that I could not bend on and would not bend on. Because it would not why. no Absolutely. it would not be mine. It would not be mine. Absolutely. I respect that. That's that's yeah. like it won't have that spawn effect. No. And I say that because I say that because I the only when spawn came out, I thought to myself we were getting another one. I was like, a black superhero. This is it. Open up the book to read it to find out that he can only turn into a white man. That hurt me. Yeah. And <laughs> It, it it it's weird, you know. It and it it doesn't. We just want everybody wants to be included. We just want to see all different types of things. And when it become look, let's say Mantamaji was lucky enough, and it's, it would be a lot of luck to become a movie or a TV show, and he was cool. Well, guess what? The next person coming along when they they create theirs, they'd be like, oh, he could be black, or the white guy who or you know who's watching it going would see that black hero and go, hey, that, I, you know, I can watch that show because I used to like that Mantamaji thing. He was cool. It just opens up the world, mm. you know, and that's Absolutely. that's important. Now, look, look, Mantamaji's not gonna be made before Black Panther. 
you know, um, it won't be the first. Like, one is not a trend. You know, we you need more. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, so you know, it's funny because I just saw an article about all these black heroes. They're black sidekicks or co- or 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 co-stars. They're not the, they're not the hero. Falcon is not the hero of Captain America. He's Captain America's nope. sidekick. Exactly. As cool as he is, as great as it, um, Anthony Mackie is, he's not the main hero. Yep. You know, uh, um, same thing with Cheeto. Same thing. Same thing with all these guys. They are the extra. Yeah. But you yep. know, Eric, like you said before, man, you're coming out now. You started before this trend. Only once call it a trend. Before right. this was finally put to the forefront. Mm-hmm. Six years. Your character is here. So next six years, it's gonna be it's gonna be the top thing. I from your mouth to God's ears. I hope so. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) He listens to me. I hope so. He does. (laughs) I hope so. Um, And and then you know what's funny? There'll some six. If if that did happen, this came out of nowhere. And I always tell people that um, nothing ever comes out of nowhere. It's a long, hard struggle. And and it's weird because as a director in the entertainment business. You can't operate on somebody unless you go to medical school. You can't build a building unless you learn how to become an engineer. And you can't get somebody out from jail unless you learn the law. But you, but in the world, when you actors or directors, you, it always seems like they came out of nowhere. They were doing something for a long time. But it's the one job that you have stories where people can come out of nowhere. So everybody thinks they can do that thing. But hmm. anything anybody's ever been doing, uh, it never really came out of nowhere. It, it's from when they started. Like if it blows up, in a year, six years, you'll think it came out of nowhere. Think about it. It was around for 12. Yeah. It was 12 years somebody was working. I was working on this thing to get it to where it is like that, you know. Then. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, last I question. Have, what, I have a last ahead. question. Okay. Go ahead. Hey, by the way, I have all the time in the world. So if you guys want to <laughs> yeah, no, no. I had a last question. Uh, okay. Corey in the house. Yes. Great show or greatest show ever? Worst job ever. <laughs> oh, man. What, you said we got you for how long? Let's go. <laughs> Blessed uh, that it stepped my directing career up from That's a Raven, but I did not like it. I just did not think it worked. And um, it, to go from, remember, Raven was, uh, to this day, is still one of the pinnacles of, of children's programming. Uh, to big to direct Raven and then go to Corey, it was, you know, not at the mountaintop. Um, great cast, great people. I have nothing bad to say, but it just it, it, why that's why very few kid shows get canceled after two seasons. Um, there's a reason why wow. it just didn't work. Just well, didn't. I don't know. Well, I don't know. You ever seen Salmon Cat? That got canceled after one season. Well, well yeah, there's, there was a whole lot of other. Yeah, there was a whole backstory to that. <laughs> yeah, one. there's a lot yeah. of other drama going on with that. I'm sure yeah. Yeah, people, yeah. you could probably read about online. I don't really know all of it, but um, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put Corey in the house up there as greatest anything. Oh, yeah. Greatest pain. Yeah. Um, I'd say Raven. I loved Sonny with the Chance. Um, I loved Good Luck Charlie. I loved uh, I love Nikki Ricky that I'm doing now. Um I like Thundermans. Uh the pilot I did the pilot to Mighty Man. I didn't really do the series, but the pilot was a lot of fun. Um the pilot to kicking it was a lot of fun. Like I've had a lot of great fun on different yeah. shows. Oh, yeah. I did have a question about those shows. Because that mm-hmm. wasn't your last one. No, yeah. it, it was a follow-up. <laughs> Do they have audiences, or is it just like, you know, they pipe in the laughs? Um, they depends. They used to always have audiences, which was the hardest thing in the world. Um, yeah. Now, okay, um, shows on Disney XD do not have audiences. Yeah, that makes uh, perfect. 
because if you watch like gamers guide it's like uh, is that not it's a valium i mean really yeah, and, and, yeah no they don't it's yeah, just nobody it's just not laugh. it's just there's too many it's too many effects and stop things and things that stop to do it um thundermans out of 22 episodes they'll have maybe 10 with an audience they have half um nikki ricky does not have an audience uh good luck charlie always had an audience um here's the thing there's no raven almost always had an audience they, if they, it, it'll go week to week like if the show's too big then they'll blow off the audience and they'll save some money and put that money into the production of the show. I mean, if it's not too big, then they do have an audience, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even Austin and Allie didn't always have an audience. But when they did, man, audience night, when you have an audience, it is so much fun. Mm. Okay. They get to meet everybody. All that type Feed of stuff. off the energy and everything of that nature. Okay, uh, one, one, one question. Uh, does Dog with a Blog have an audience? No, because of the dog, all that stuff. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a really they that was they had really smart writers. That was a smart show. Mm. I do I did one of those. It was pretty smart. Um, yeah, let's kind of sort of wrap this up because a few of us are going to turn into pumpkins soon. <laughs> uh, what's next for you? Uh, next, um, we go like I said, we go to Toronto. Then I'm back to Nikki Ricky. Then we go to Salt Lake City. Then I'm at a, a another show. And then I go to New York Comic Con, and then I do uh, Truth Be Told for NBC. So literally the next eight weeks are direct convention, direct convention, direct convention. And then uh, we'll see after that. I don't have anything scheduled past late October. Oh, no, I have a, a couple of shows in November. But, yeah. So, cool. Uh, so a lot of back have, and forth. And, um, then you have on, Cal- and then you have Calgary in, in April also. Yeah, working on book four of mm-hmm. Legend of, of Legend Man. We have to send... You know, we do small press at Comic-Con, so we have to send in a sample of the book. So it won't be colored, but we'll send in a black and white uh, sample of half the book or most of the book. No, uh, definitely. We're looking... If you want me to just sample it for free, I'll... <laughs> Actually, I, you know what? Dude, Private mess- You know what? I got to be honest. Look, the first three books got great reviews. It's hard to create the fourth book because you don't want to jack it. It's hard to do sequel. You don't want to jack it up, so I I might take you up on that offer. But hey, if I do, he, 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 he will welcome it. He will welcome it. I mean, you know, he's looking. <laughs> when I do, or if when not yet, but when I do, you gotta give me a real review though, because I can't, you know, after oh, all this dude. work to put out something that's you know crappy. It's kind of don't worry not, about that. I will not let that happen to a brother. Trust me. Thank I got you. Your thank back. You. I appreciate it. <laughs> that would be his first review for uh, Geek Soul Brother, by the way. Uh, oh, <laughs> if you if you do let him do that, that will be his first review in terms of writing something for. And it for will the get site. done. Yes. Oh. Well, wait, wait now, hope, you, and you, hopefully you, not the last. Get, <laughs> wait, no, you you getting the behind the scenes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're see, you're giving a private. I'm review. sorry, private. See, the private, the private does it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You can go <laughs> public with the what uh, the I real book comes that, out. Yeah, yeah. Hush, you messing me up right now. Let me. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk on the side. I don't need you. You in my business. It's gonna be a side. <laughs> side venture, side venture. Um, that's that's it. Eric Dean Seaton, everyone, give Thank him a round guys. of applause. You guys are awesome, by the way. Uh, oh, I'm no. very honored. You make you us here. awesome. awesome. <laughs> Keep up the good work. <laughs> suck up. <laughs> He's got a suck up. Of course. He is a suck up. <laughs> uh, again, uh, Legends of Matamaji. Um, is out now. Uh, the three volumes, of course. He's working on the fourth, and of course, the short, the uh, short movie as well. Check that out. As, you know, Action at your, at, yes, absolutely. please check that out. It's on YouTube. Uh, Legend of the Mantamaji live action short, and the books are on Amazon or our website, Legend of Mantamaji and um, Barnes and Noble, all that kind of stuff. 
Cool. Excellent. Thank you again, Eric, for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. You are welcome. You are welcome to come on whenever you like. Anytime Just invite me. Invite. Anytime. Figure out another time you want to talk some some crazy stuff and I'll definitely come on. I'd love you to. Could just, it could be a show that just interests you. You just, just yeah. want to say whatever you yeah. want. Okay. We'll, you just we'll give you a list like, of no, topics and you pick one and uh, we'll have you on on a, on a Tuesday. Man. Please do it. I would definitely do it and um, don't forget to DM me with all that other stuff and yes, and I will. Watch. One day you'll be talking about, it's Eric. He wants to jump in on this conversation. Boy, yo, well, let him in. <laughs> Everybody quiet. Yeah. Right, go ahead. <laughs> you be careful in Calgary. It's rough up there. Be careful. Oh, I got you. Toronto's going to, you know, teach me about Canada. So I'll be ready for the. I'll be ready for the farmers. Just to come to Montreal. Oh, oh, Just, the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. All the Cowboys Mont- move to Canada. Uh, I'll, I'll warn you right now. Don't come to Montreal. <laughs> Don't come to Montreal. Don't come to well. Okay, come to Montreal. You know, I'll I'll hook you up and everything. But you know, <laughs> there's just no reason to go. That's all yeah, right. the, yeah, yeah. Just... <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, right. Right. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. Take it easy. Um, well, I guess that's our show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was expecting to do more, but you know, that was such a great interview. I'm glad he showed up. And really got to talk, and we got to talk to him. So de- definitely, that's it. Uh, since you're on Geek Soul, brother, what are we doing Tuesday? Do you know yet or no? Um, you know, I've been on this uh, '70s TV movie kick lately. Uh-oh. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I might have to. I might have to share a couple links to some YouTube. Remember, I talked about Genesis too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's so many more. Killdozer. Oh, God. Uh, no. The <laughs> Man with the Power. This is all for you, Lord Dialect. The Clone Master. Uh, so many good. And Saturday Night Sci Fi is what again for this week? Man, Saturday Night Sci Fi, we are going all the way with a uh, uh, live tweet of uh, Firefly. First two episodes. Oh, oh what? so nice. going with the good stuff. Serenity. So check that out. <laughs> Excellent. Hey, um, thanks for uh, thanks for unmuting me. I appreciate a couple of questions to Eric. That was cool. So listen, I'm gonna yeah, go back on mute. Let y'all close out. Yeah, well, you wouldn't have let us hear the end of it if we didn't unmute you. That- <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. <laughs> All right, good show, you guys. Excellent show. You guys, you guys, go ahead and do your thing. All right, all right. So that's it, people. Of course, check us out on Twitter. Uh, of course, uh, Howard Toby, uh, uh, M Dog Nine Five Seven, uh, Real Lord Dalek, uh, Aaliyah underscore She. Uh, of course, the other uh, nerdy events, Archie Mana, who was chatting tonight. She's on her way to GemCon, so she's she's doing that. Uh, of course, Illuminous, you know, with two E's, and uh, F- Fillory, uh, wow, what, what is Eric's thing again? Fillorican underscore Uno, that's it. Yeah. yeah, so, and that's it. Again, join us on Tuesday. Uh, you heard what we're going to do for Geek Soul Brother. Uh, check us out on, on Twitter, 5 Nerdy Venoms, that's F-I-V-E Nerdy Venoms, for uh, news and entertainment from the rest of us. And, uh, of course, check out GeekSoulBrother.com uh, for news, reviews, and his thoughts on the geek you know, geek community, old school, all that. And of course, hit the uh, donate button. That is the oh, hey. 
<laughs> well, I can't do it this time because I'm, um, you know. So uh, that's it. And uh, join us in a month. Uh, we will hopefully do the format that we were intending to do. Of course, we're not complaining about what we did tonight with Eric showing up. Uh, yes, uh, the 17th, you know, since uh, since JD has scheduling conflicts, we will be moving this show from now on to the middle of the month instead of the end of the month. So the next show, oh, uh, yes, the next show will be the 17th. And of course, Yay. we'll be doing, of course, we'll be doing again, comics, anime, video games. So until then, and until uh, this Tuesday at 10 o'clock. Uh, join us then. Until then, take it easy. See you all. Everyone say peace. Peace. Nice. We just have to let him come out with the music from now on for that. No, oh no, dialect still has me on levels I can't touch. <laughs> you know what? I'm just gonna record the what I was I wrote out anyway because frankly I took it took me an hour to do this. out there in radio land this is your old pal lord dalek and as i enter the final week of my third decade of existence on this planet it occurs to me that i have probably watched more bad shit than good shit yeah i know what you're saying i've probably grown bitter in the past nine years or so but in a way i've also become more enlightened about my situation as a human being I've shed away the rose-tinted glasses of my youth, and am now prepared to say that not only was I a dumbass back in those days, but also a clueless one at that. It's embarrassing, really, to revisit some of the stuff I used to like now. Embarrassing and a little guilty, too. But I think that a certain degree of woodshedding has been critical for me to view today's shows as I do now. And let me tell you, my friends... We are living in a wasteland vaster than any Edward R. Murrow ever dreamed. Flip on your TV today, and you might see entitled white guys try to sell real estate to other entitled white guys. Giant sharktopuses fighting piranacondas. Toddlers wearing tiaras. The sweet home life of convicted sex offenders, plus 8 or 19. And worst of all, Kardashianorama. It's beyond sickening! And naturally, somebody like me would be forced to return to the sicking body pillow lair that is anime to recharge my batteries, right? But, of course, it still sucks just as much. Anime has become nothing more than a repetitive stream of magic schools, online RPGs, and deadly murder games, usually featuring feisty red-haired centaries and bland self-insert male leads, voiced by Yoshisugu Matsuoka. He, having voiced the Gary Stewiest Gary Stew of all time, guess which one? It's Gary Toe. 
These aren't seasons anymore. They're death marches. You feel like you're carrying water through the desert because your camel just finally gave up five years ago. Once in a while, there'll be one or two decent shows to come out of the season, but usually they're so inconsequential and fleeting that you don't remember them after the fact. It's but horrible. Just awful. Looking over next season's chart fills me with both a combination of dread and stuff in my pants. More Aikatsu. Ugh. Creepy Otome adaptions. One, one of which is a sequel to one of the worst show of its prospective season. Ugh. Cute girls doing cute things. The cutening. So cute! And ugh. The quote-unquote long-awaited return of Testament of Sister New Devil? <laughs> Lol, censorship. And ugh. Another round of Kogia's clones, one of which is a Gundam show written by the Falker Mario Kata. Uh, two Attack on Titans, one of which isn't like the other. Yay, more commentary tracks for me to make videos of. Kill me now. Something, something, Monogatari. Kill it with fire! Mohoka Season 2 not? Yeah, I think we're done here. So basically what I'm trying to say is inspiration is relative. If American television is lacking in it, then how the hell are we ex to expect the cast to be any better? I mean, really, if J-dramas are still trading old cliches or mid-80s episodes of General Hospital as some sort of novelty, how the hell are we to expect anime, a genre that basically bathes in its own cliches, to be any better? Actually, you know what? It's been about five years since the last truly anime, I, original anime I've ever seen. And every show since then has tried to do their own unique spin on it. But, of course, when every show tries to do their own spin on it, that's called being derivative. People, stop it! Because, who knows, the way things are going, in a few years, we'll have a show where magical girl zombies who sold their soul to the devil find themselves trapped in a virtual reality MMO while staying at a school for magical abilities designed to oppress the undesirables without magical abilities. And you think that doesn't make any sense? Wait till you see the show! John? Dude, what's your problem? My problem is I got cut. Peace out, motherfuckers! It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.